I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about stuff. Uh, today, we are excited to talk about the new movie, Dune. And I'm here with my roommate, uh, Jonathan. We saw Dune together, so uh, we thought it'd be cool if he could also join the conversation. You can say hi, Jonathan. Hello. <laughs> um, also, uh, since Chapel Hill sucks, um, oh. their internet is like being weird. So if he cuts in and out, that's why. You um, blame it on Chapel Hill. We're actually like hovered around the same microphone, which I've never done before. So this will be a new experience. Yes, Jonathan <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, Campbell are both at the same mic. Yes. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I guess we can like preface this by like saying that like we kind of all kn- knew each other from middle school. Like that's what this for those of you that don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess that, that's about all that you can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, good yeah, purpose. So, that really so gave me so much like useful context to understand this episode. Yeah. Um, so again, we'll start off with a 10 minute kind of spoiler free section. Um, if you should watch it, if you shouldn't watch it, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll get into the, the meat, the meat, into the spice, the the spiciness, the spiciness of it. (laughs) All right. So Campbell, you want to, you got anything? I think you should start us off. Um, I mean, I remember back, I think it was like junior year when they like announced the initial casting. And then I, because I never heard of Dune at that point, but then like my dad was like, "Oh yeah, like this is the cast for the movie." I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then like he told me about the book and like the the older movie. Um, so then that's like at that point, that's when I started getting into Dune and I started reading the book. I'm still not finished with the book. I'm like two thirds of the way done. But um, yeah, ever since they made that initial casting announcement, it's been like my most anticipated like sci-fi blockbuster movie ever since. And then they kept pushing the release date, so like. I can't say like of last year of this year because like I think it originally was supposed to come out in 2020, but it got canceled. Probably. It, yeah, it kept getting canceled and delayed and stuff. But yeah, this has been like my number one most anticipated movie for however whenever it was like supposed to be released. So uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to watch it. I remember you. Um, I, I you told me about. Are you you're the one that told me about it? I think so. I, because I, I remember in like it was like um me i was driving to um to high school like in the early morning and i remember like seeing the thing and i was i, th- I might have showed you and i was like oh yeah this guy's gonna be in it from avengers or whatever so i i think so i, I think i told you yeah, yeah yeah but like at that point i didn't really know much about dune like in the first place so i was just like yeah. oh, it's pretty cool i remember in like the winter i think it about i think it was about like january or so because i remember i picked it up on my way home from swim practice i stopped at the library in concord and picked up the book yeah and and started reading it and then i remember i had to kept keep renewing it and it got to the point where i had renewed it too many like i reached the max amount of renewing so i like ended up buying it (laughs) in like early spring i think it was probably march or so um and and you you started reading didn't you yeah, then and then since then we were like started reading it together. Like we kind of read it together for the most yeah. part. And then I kind of just stopped. 
the cool thing is, is I read up to the point where on accident, I read up to the point where the, this first move movie ends. I think both of us did. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause I like stopped reading like three weeks ago and did not even plan to do that. I mean, I didn't even know it was like part one or, I mean, I knew I, I, I kind of knew it was part one, but I didn't know where it was exactly Where's supposed no to end. Yeah. Until you told me like right the day before I watched the movie. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was actually like really funny and, actually an interesting coincidence what about Uh, you jonathan yeah i only heard about this movie and like this whole like story stuff from campbell also uh campbell started talking about it like when it was getting closer to the movie release um but yeah i looked up like the basic plot line before watching the movie and that was like all i knew before i saw it gotcha so we got like the two somewhat like we got two people that read it and then and, and yeah a, uh, a fresh a fresh uh <laughs> pair of eyes to discuss so i think that'll be interesting to kind of like compare our thoughts but i think um, like, overall so like would we recommend it i feel like knowing okay i feel like you had to like go in with the right expectations in order to enjoy it like i feel like some person who's going in because they like are excited to see Zendaya and that's basically it. Like, I don't think you're going to enjoy it because first of all, spoiler alert, Zendaya is like barely in it. Um, But like, you just have to know like Dune spaced off the book and the book's just really slow and almost kind of a dry read, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) But like, this isn't like, you know, you're the star. It's not Star Star Wars. Wars. Like it's, it's very, very philosophical. Game of um, Thrones meets very political. There's a lot of like uh, political intrigue, um, and it's also like uh, I don't know, very like humanist. Um, there's a lot of uh, interplay between like different societies. Um, there's like a whole thing with like the Messiah, like Paul's kind of is a Messiah figure. Um, so it's it's definitely a lot slower and a lot uh, more. There it's a lot more involved than like Star Wars. So like. You have to go in to watch it with like the right expectations to like fully enjoy. I'd say. We live in a society. Uh, or yeah, or we just li- we live in a society. Yeah. We do. Um, I will say I went to go see it with my friend Max from work. Um. Shut up, Max, if you were listening. I know I mentioned that. I know I I was going to tell you that we were going to I was going to have you on, but considering we didn't end up start recording the podcast until like 10 o'clock i didn't want to bother you but i hope you're listening um but anyway so i went to see it with max who honestly actually no max i think is the first one that told me about it because I, mean, I think he uh, told me about the book oh uh, like a while back i think it was like last summer like not even and actually like yeah like last last summer he told me about it hmm and he was like telling i remember him telling me it's like it seemed so much more he made it sound more complicated than it was like he uh-huh. was telling me like oh yeah there's like all these families and like um there's like these there's there's a desert and then they all run on the spice and like i remember when he first told me about it i was like i have no idea what the heck you're talking about yeah and then i didn't really think that much of it and then you told me about the movie so i got the book and as i was reading the book i would like and i'd go to work i'd be like oh yeah i've I've gotten to this point in the book and he's like, Oh yeah, that's a cool, that's pretty cool. So like a while back when we 
we're talking about the movie, like when the movie was like announced to come out, I remember I was talking to him, I was like, oh yeah, when that comes out, we should definitely get it. And we're doing it with you, uh, like us three, but mm -hmm. you guys had your break, so it kind of threw off um, the plans. But, Wait, so he already read the book? Yeah, he had oh, read the book like a while ago, like like oh, at least a year ago. Oh, okay. Over a gotcha. year ago. I see. Because um, when he told me about it like last summer, he had like finished it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think he was the first one that told me about it. But he told me he was talking to me strictly about the book. At that point, I didn't know anything about the movie. Uh. Um. But anyway, so yeah, we watched it on Friday. Um. I think first impression, it seemed. Uh, without spoiling anything, a little like shallow. I don't know, like, it didn't seem as, like, reading the book, I felt like there was a lot, it was a lot, like, deeper and, and, like, rich in terms of, like, plot, but this seemed a little, like, rushed and and a little bit lighter. Like, it wasn't, like, that's my only gripe. I will say, okay, so, obviously, the book's, like, really long, um, and I think the fact that this is a part one of two does sort of help, because it's, like, they're splitting, you know, they're taking the time to tell the story. I feel like they definitely could have made it like a series, like a television series and like oh, really yeah. it out a ton more. That could have helped. But I think because it's not a series and because it's a movie, I think they did the best job they could like adapting it from the book to the movie. Like I yeah. think they left out, they did, they did leave out a few things and I was kind of disappointed. We could talk about the things they left out um, from the book later, but I think I mean, of course, those things were left out for the sake of time. They didn't, like, have a huge impact on the plot. But I think they did the best job that they could adapting yeah. the book. Like, I, I don't think they could have done... I mean, obviously, they could have done some things better. But, like, I'm, I'm not going to complain because I feel like they did a really good job, like, um, yeah. for me personally. I just definitely think that, like, if you hadn't read the book... I, I've Like, from what I've seen, a lot of the negative reviews are coming from people that hadn't read the book. Yeah. And are either lost or... Or, that, or had that same issue with like, okay, like what the heck just happened? That didn't go anywhere. Which you and you can't be like, I don't think you can necessarily be like, oh well, it's just because they hadn't read the book. It's like you can't really expect people to read the book to watch the movie. Like yeah. that's like it's not like like Harry Potter. Or something. Like you can watch the Harry Potter movies without having to like read the book. That's a fair criticism. I think my point I is like, about, yeah, I definitely see like. I would recommend this to you, but I would, you'd have to do like basically like, um, what do you call it? Uh, you'd have to do your homework before watching. Exactly. It to get to so really like, get the full experience. That's like part, the fact that you have to do that is a little like, uh. Okay, so like, Jonathan, like, you didn't read the book. So, like, how, what were your, yeah, what do you think? reactions coming out like in terms of like understanding it and then like what to make of it, I guess? Yeah, I think it's, I didn't really get a lot of the like deeper meanings behind like some of the events that happened like um like Campbell was talking about how it's like a it's like how the Fremen are supposed to be like indigenous people yeah and like that's kind of like hard to get I think from just like what you see in the movie because like the Fremen aren't like 
you don't really get a lot from the Fremen's perspective. Like you get mostly just how Atreides and like how they look at the Fremen and how they interact with them. But you don't really get too much just from the uh, Fremen's perspective. Like, I don't know if that's different in the book. Like if you get more um, information, like just about like how the Fremen work and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But like, I think it it might be easier to understand like in a book form, like the ideas that they were trying to um, represent with the Fremen and like the like interactions within like the society on the planet. Yeah. I think, yeah, so basically going off what you're saying, it's hard for me to like analyze the movie as just a movie because I already have the context of the book. So like that context of me already knowing like the background or everything and like having that book, um, it gave me a different experience. Like I feel like my experience watching it already having read most of the book would have been different than me just going in blind, not knowing anything. Like I feel Definitely. like as a movie on its own, I don't think I'd appreciate it as much. And I think I'd probably leave the theater being more like confused and like frustrated. Whereas yeah. me knowing that it's only half the story and then kind of understanding what's going to happen and then just kind of having that being reflected on the screen, that was like a whole different experience. And I appreciate exactly. that a lot more. So yeah, I do, I do get what your criticism is in that like, like the Lord of the Rings movies, for example, each one of them, like you can you can watch those without even having read the books and still definitely get the gist of it. And they mm-hmm. each kind of play out. They they each have like their own three act structure. Whereas this, it's frustrating because it doesn't have its own three act structure. It's literally just half. It's like the first act of a story to like the beginning of the second act, or exactly or to the middle of the second act. So that I could definitely see that as being like a clear criticism. It's like really frustrating for someone who's maybe not really into Dune and they're watching this movie and they're like really like you're just going to end it without giving me like a satisfying conclusion. So I could definitely yeah. see that. But me having read the book, I, uh, it's hard for me to like really um, separate like that knowledge, you know, like I really appreciate it, but that's because I've already read the book. So I feel like um, if you go in with the open mind and with the right expectations, I feel like you can enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you do. I think it does require that you like do some initial like re- like just a little bit of like research into like the basic plot. Yeah. Context is super helpful. I think you need context to like really appreciate it. Um, Yeah. All right. I guess we can, without without get into the, uh, I'll say, can I say one more thing though? Sure. I know they released the movie on like theaters and an HBO, um, whatever Max. max. Yeah. I think Obviously, there's nothing wrong with watching on HBO Max, but I think it is a movie that benefits from being seen in theaters. I know that's like really cliche to say, but like I think Jonathan and I we saw an IMAX, and it was just like okay, Mr. Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, I'm David Lynch. But like, like watching it in theaters because there were just some scenes that were just like so bombastic. Like I think Denis Villeneuve, um, in both like this and Arrival and Blade Runner 2049, like he's really good at capturing scale. Um, um and like just like having really small things and really big things in the same shot um and i think watching that in dune in theaters specifically um was just like really enhanced the experience and then you got um you know because you have these all these like epic shots of the desert and of the sandworms um and of like you know large amounts of people so i think um obviously nothing wrong with like watching on your tv if you don't feel comfortable going in theaters but like I definitely try to see this one in theaters if you can, and even in IMAX because I think the the scale 
and like that grandeur and epicness of dune is like part of what makes it so cool so that's uh, would you agree with that jonathan like yeah like can we start the spoilers part yeah i guess i guess yes. now we're gonna head in, so that's our pitch um if you haven't dune. watched the v or get the book um if you care about spoilers for the the book um we're gonna be talking about both yes so here we go okay yeah so like with that stuff stuff with the like size and stuff uh-huh. like the scene where like the huge sandworm like just shows up yeah. and like just stops there i thought that was like a really cool scene like i feel like that would be a lot worse on like just a small tv screen or something or on your phone <laughs> dare say david lynch <laughs> oh, speaking of david lynch i've not seen neither of us have oh, seen yes. the, the david lynch version of june we which, were gonna do that yeah but the thing is like since i'm only not, i'm not finished i don't neither of us are finished reading the book i didn't want to watch the david lynch version and then kind of have that spoiled ending so i'd rather just yeah. finish the book then watch david lynch's version and then i think what we'll do is when the next when part two comes out we'll talk that will be us talking about the second half of the book and the version as well yeah i really have no idea why david lynch would ever want to direct dune like that seems so <laughs> against his whole like uh oh, he's basically disowned that movie hasn't he oh yeah he, he he has he's like doesn't like he just never talks about it wasn't that because like the producers like changed a lot of his like yeah creative vision they definitely did and like he just gets really like butthurt whenever they meant anyone brings it up so yeah. but i mean Dang. it, it I mean, it looks like an interesting, like visually, it looks sort of interesting. So I'm looking forward yeah. to watching it. And it's David Lynch anyway. So, but um, yeah, we haven't, none of us have watched that yet. So, uh huh. I will say, um, I've noticed, I've read this in reviews, and I don't know if I agree with it yet, but people have made a lot of points about, like, how do you pronounce the director's name? Denny Villeneuve. Or I think Denny Villeneuve. Is Denny. Villain, Villeneuve? I, I think it's Denny Villeneuve or something like that. Okay. Villeneuve's like style, and he's and I think a lot of people have made the point that like he tr- he's tried to like he tries to go all out on like visual and like scale uh-huh. and stuff like that, and he has a tendency to fall short on like plot. Huh. Okay, that's interesting. I haven't. I've only seen three of his movies. So yeah, I can't and I've make... only seen two. So, so, but like from what I've been reading, like there have been I've seen a lot of reviews, like ones that have critiqued this movie, and they've referenced like they've said that like a lot of his other movies, like they go really bi- like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh huh. Um, like a, they, a lot of them have had like gripes against like the actual like the plot meat of the of the movie, like the actual okay. like plot and the story and and all that kind of stuff. That's fair. I think that's fair for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like. that i'm just saying like that's something i've noticed yeah just to like just talked about that i i recently watched arrival and i do like out of the ones i've seen that's definitely i think it has the meat i think that's probably his best movie out of the ones i think a lot of people say that um in terms of dune obviously dune's very plot heavy because it is based off of a novel so i mean i think a big plot or i think dune definitely does have a plot because the whole thing is basically plot but um i mean in terms of characters like connecting to characters are you trying to say yeah like having like and having like uh kind of like emotional catharsis maybe oh that's exactly what it is and i did agree i read the review i did notice that afterwards you kind of he kind of just 
you don't get a chance to really besides Paul and Jessica, you don't really get a chance to get into the heads and into the really get into the characters like you do in the book or like you wouldn't like some other movies that I've like just other movies in general. Like I feel like there's mm-hmm. it's just like it's hard to I don't know. There's something in the story about even with the doctor. Like there's scenes with the doc, doctor yeah. Yui that are left out. Yeah. Um, my big one of my things that I realized was that the dinner scene in the book. Oh yeah, the dinner. Yeah, my dad was talking about that. He was like, they didn't have the dinner scene in the movie. Like there seemed like a lot of things that would have helped beef up the characters and really help you like get to know them a lot better. Like uh-huh. rather than it's just a little surface level. But I think yeah. that Paul was great. Like I really like Paul. Lady Jessica was cool. But it, and then it's like on the surface they all had really good. They were all really good characters. But I think a, there wasn't as enough a lot of time for development like there was yeah. in the book. I honestly would have been fine with like them splitting it into three parts and then doing like three hour long ones like they did with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like I said, like a like a series definitely would have like. This could exactly. have worked as a series, I feel like. And I mean, it's all the book's already split into three parts. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a really fair criticism, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that they're adapting this huge book into a movie, so they they need to like leave things out for time's sake. Um, but yeah, I, do, yeah. I definitely get what you're saying, especially with like characters like Doctor Yui. Like in the book, they, you spend a lot more time, or a little more time with him. Like he has like two scenes in the movie, but like. You definitely get to see more of him in the book. Same thing with like Thufur Hawat. Exactly. Um, in the he's basically like doesn't do anything in the movie. They don't even explain like what a Mentat is in the movie. Whereas like in the book, you, you learn like Mentats are these humans that have like replaced computers. They like calculators. And, then, and there's all that stuff with like Hawat. Remember in the book with Jessica and Hawat, like they're kind of like feuding because he thinks that she's like trying to betray them. Exactly. Yeah. So they do leave out a lot of stuff with Hawat. Um. With the the Harkonnen mentat Peter, he's barely in the movie, but he he does a significant like he's very like conniving in the book, which I liked. But I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm still disappointed. So yeah, they left stuff out, which I'm kind of like bummed about. But again, they're they're they need to fit it within the runtime of the movie. Like this movie was already two and a half hours, and it did feel very long. So like, I mean, it's reasonable why they left it out. But yeah, I do agree that um, they kind of they don't really give you time to like really delve into the characters, and they're kind of just. Um, they're trying to pick up the pace, which, uh, yeah, fair criticism. What do you think, Jonathan? Do you think, um, do you think they spent, uh, I guess you can't really argue because you haven't read the book, but I mean, like, I mean, you could still notice that the characters were like, in terms of like, do you think the characters like well fleshed out or do you think like lacking somewhere lacking or what, what was, I feel like Paul, Jessica and the Duke were all like pretty well fleshed out. Yeah. But like pretty much everybody else, you get like, uh, like a basic idea of what their character is, and they don't really have too much like depth or development. Yeah. Um, yeah, like going, like it's like kind of the same as what I was saying before. Like you don't really get like, like how Connor was saying, you don't get the thoughts of the characters, mm-hmm. and so it's harder to get an understanding of the ideas that yeah. like each character has and how they're supposed to represent um, ideas. And like in the, in the book, the way Frank Herbert writes it, um, that he, like he, there'll be characters in a scene and then he'll have like the thoughts of the characters in italics. So like, you can kind of like read their thoughts. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then yeah, just going off still of what you're saying, like Gurney in the uh, in the books definitely had a lot more personality. Like he didn't really do much in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's the whole thing with like him playing music, and that wasn't that was kind of left out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I am bombed. Like yeah, Doctor Yui and Hawat really. Um, they're kind of sidelined, but. Again, like that's just I guess that's what comes out of making a movie Ooh. from adapting a movie from a book. I'm I'm going back in the book just looking because I have it here. There's the whole thing in the final scene where he's fighting Jameis. Yeah, Jameis. And it, <laughs> quiet. In the book, there's that whole part where it's like um, the water, right? The where he fights with like the different hand. There's that whole like inner thing where he's like realizing that like. Oh no! But I did notice in the movie, like when he's fighting him, he switches the knife, like the hand. Yeah, he does, but it's so quick in the book. It's so much more. Yeah. Like there's like a whole thing where he's like taking time to realize that he does it. Mm Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to see. Again, like I feel like, um, in terms of like fitting everything in, they definitely could have they could have made this like a big series, and then they definitely could have like fit everything, and you'd really have time to like really soak up. I honestly that might have on that could have been a better move than making a two movies. Like exactly. that could have uh, adapted uh, again. Though I think this movie is like the most faithful adaptation of the book like that we've gone like compared to David Lynch's scene, which I haven't seen, but I know is not nearly as faithful. So, um, yeah. I will say he does help because like I'm not good. I don't read that much. So it's hard for me to oftentimes visualize things. Um, and like, and obviously with books, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of whatever your interpretation is. Um, but like, for example, I was having a whole like difficult time in the beginning of the book, visualizing what the city looked like. And it, the move in the movie, it was nothing like what I like thought. Cause I didn't even think of what the city would look like. Oh, you mean like, uh, I think in the book it's called Arakeen, right? Uh, yeah, that's like yeah, the, like the yeah. city that the Atreides reside in on Arrakis. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what it looked like either. I do remember in the book. You remember that scene? Um, or in, in the movie they have it too, where like they're watering the the palm trees. I remember that from the book, right? That's in the book. I do remember that too. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, there are a lot. Of, it was cool because like as I was watching the movie, there are a lot of scenes like straight from the book that like that's kind of how I visualized it. Like with the oh, the, go ahead. The the Gamjabar scene where yep. he puts his hand in the box, like that was exactly how I imagined it. Um, as well as the scene where like they're flying around with Doctor Kynes, and then they see like the the sand, not the sand crawler, the spice harvester. Um, <laughs> that's like struggling or like they're it's trying to lift off and it breaks and the, and then he like flies down to like save them like i remember that from the book and i was like oh yeah that's like almost exactly how i imagined it um were there scenes that played out that didn't go as i imagined i'm trying to think um the duke's death uh i guess oh yeah spoiler the duke's <laughs> death i imagined to be a lot more dramatic than how it played it's, out in the movie like mm-hmm. Um, cause there's a whole thing with Peter and he like tortures the Duke and stuff. And there's like, there's a bunch of like banter between them. Um, uh, it, it's kind of quick in the movie, but, um, yeah, I imagine that I, I wanted, I wish they kind of spent more time with that, but in the movie, he just says like, here I am or something. Right. Yeah. And then he pops. The- Can I read, I kind of want to read the part when he's in, when he has his hand in the gun. It's been a while since I've 
It's kind of pers- for perspective. I guess that'd be a good one for like perspective against the movie. Can I do that? Sure. Um. Okay. Here it is. So. Um. Where I'm trying to find a good. Uh, also, a side note. Oh, here. Oscar Isaac was actually pretty good. Like, I really liked him. I, yeah. Like he he definitely gave off the vibe of like being like a very like thoughtful ruler. So I like that. Yeah, also, I liked him. Um, here, I'll start. I'll just read this real quick because I, I I think it'll give a good perspective for people that haven't read the book. Um, Servants will not pass your mother who stands guard outside that door. Depend on it. Your mother survived this test. Now it's your turn. Be honored. We seldom administer this to men children. Curiosity reduced Paul's fear to a manageable level. He heard truth in the old woman's voice, no denying it. If mother stood guard out there, if this were truly a test, and whatever it was, he knew himself of it tripped by the hand at his neck, the Gamjabar. He recalled the response from the litany against fear as mother taught him out of Bene Gesserit right. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it's gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. I will Only I will remain. He felt calmness return. Get on with it, old woman. Old woman, she snapped. You've courage. And that can't be denied. We shall see, Sarah. She bent close, lowered her voice almost to a whisper. We feel pain in this hand within the pain. But withdraw the hand and I'll touch your neck with my Gamjabar. The death's so swift it's like the fall of a headman's axe. Withdraw your hand and with the Gamjabar takes you. Understand? What's in the box? Pain. I guess I'll start. I'll stop What's in there. the box? Anyway. It's like you can tell there that like... Obviously, it's definitely a lot more like descriptive. Descriptive, but I mean, I, I, again, it's a book. But I think they're. I think they kind of condense that whole like thing with like, fear is the mind killer. Like introducing that whole quote and saying they kind of replace in the book with him saying it to himself in his head. They kind of replaced it in the movie with just the door. Oh yeah, Jessica says it. Yeah, she it. I forgot. But, yeah, you're right. Jessica says it. He doesn't. I guess. But I think you know that, like, he is, like, thinking it, too. Because it, like, shows, like, all the scenes, like, of fire and, like, whatever. Oh, and it yeah. shows, like, both of them, and like, then with quells. the same. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. And I, I want to talk about how I approached, like, the dreams and stuff. Oh, so, like, his, like, visions. Yeah. Of yeah. I, so, what, 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 do you want to talk? Or? Yeah, I will go ahead. Okay. Um... Because obviously in the story, I think, to be honest, it's a little more clear in the movie. Like, it's a little easier to see it, like, with, like, in Mm -hmm. to be honest. Because, like, at least for me, because in the book, it's like, there's, like, dialogue, and sometimes you get confused on exactly who's saying it and, like, what's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, like, the part of the beginning is interesting when they first do it, where, like, he's trying to get her to, like, hand him the cup. And, like, you think he did right, that, it, but then he didn't actually. That wasn't in the book, was it? That whole cup thing? Yeah. I think that was just for the movie, for them to explain, like, how the voice works. Exactly. The force. Basically. <laughs> These um, are not the droids you're looking for. These are not the mentats you're looking for. <laughs> um, um, I will say, like, the scenes that stood out to me as being, like, identical to what the book were... First uh-huh. one was like when he f- when he trains with um oh with Gurney with, with Gurney Thanos. yeah with <laughs> Thanos. 
like I like the first half of the movie. Started. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was like, almost exactly out what the act. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Go I was like ahead. trying to figure out what the actor's name was. I could only think of like, oh, he's uh, Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, he is Thanos. That's the actor's name is Thanos. <laughs> True. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that that scene was pretty identical. But then again, in the book, like, there's a ton of stuff with him, like having the playing the guitar. It's like a guitar type thing, ballast set, I think it's called. Yeah. But yeah, he really doesn't do much. Honestly, Duncan Idaho gets a lot more screen time than he gets time in the book. Um, no, no. But I, I yeah. will say that I really liked Jason Momoa was actually probably my favorite part. Um, or he, it was a pleasant surprise because again, Duncan Idaho, I didn't really care about him that much in the book, but like he was like pretty likable in the movie and it was like, he was a yeah. cool action star. And then the scene where he, um, uh, where Kynes and Paul and Jessica are in like that room and he closes it off and like fights the, um, the Sarja car. That was pretty neat. That was a oh, cool yeah. scene. Yeah. I, that scene where at the beginning where it's kind of like because Paul like predicts the future. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he scene, does. That scene is like the uh, Sardaukar are, are going like through the desert, and all of a sudden like the Fremen like hop out like out of the sand, and like oh, that the opening does, like, scene. A flip. Yeah, Wait, what? It was the, was that the opening scene? Well, like, but it was like, it, but it panned over and it showed Paul, and he was like wearing like oh and stuff like that. Oh, you mean like his vision? Yeah, his vision. Yeah, his vision. What about it? I just thought that was sick. Like I thought, like like they came out of the sand, and one of them did like a flip and like cut one of the Sardaukar while he was doing like a flip over him. Oh, uh, I don't think I remember. Do you neither of you remember that? I thought that was like I remember like the overall scene, but I don't remember the details. I do remember though. I don't like the way his face looks on that scene. Looks kind of like something just looks kind of fake about that. But I don't know. Like I, I they kind of bothered me, but. I was trying to find a gift from it because it was like I remember watching. That Is it where his like, eyes are oh, blue? Was... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think I know what the scene you're talking about. Like it's one of his. I was just like, I was like, dude, that was awesome. Like they, they, because like they're all like the Sardaukar like sneaking around because I think it's when they first like start talking about the Sardaukar and it's like because it, that reminded me of the part of the book where it was like because I remember um, there was a there was a whole lot of like stuff about how. Um, I think it was Duncan Idaho was like talking about how, um, the Fremen like fought the Sardaukar, like they were nothing basically. Yeah. Wasn't there like a bunch of stuff in the book about that? Yeah. Like the Fremen are supposed to be like the, the best fight. Like they, they can take them out. Like even though the Sardaukar are like the most feared, the Fremen were still able to easily take them out. Yeah. Like I remember that, cause that remind that whole scene kind of like reminded me of the part where like they were talking about how. Even though the Sardaukar are like super strong, the Fremen still like were able to beat them. Yeah, just, I don't know. It's just a cool scene. They have desert power. <laughs> if the, that was okay, that was always cringe because it's like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Air power, water power, desert power. <laughs> what the like? Desert. It just means like they're able to like make use of their desert resources. So like, I guess. But they ride the sandworms. <laughs> they uh, they uh, have the still suits. You know, they, they got desert power. <laughs> the ornithopters looked exactly like I imagined they would. Didn't in the book they describe them as looking like bugs or something? Yeah. Or okay, and they I do mean, they do kind of look like bugs. Yeah. yeah. They look like dragonflies. Yeah. Those those are pretty neat. Yeah. Um let's see. What what else can we talk about? There's a lot to I'm talk saying, about. I don't I didn't imagine 
when I when I read the book, I don't know, maybe it was because I was still trying to get into like the writing style and like the way that uh-huh. everything was together. But like I didn't imagine the attack from the Harkonnens to be so like just blunt. Me neither. Yeah, I that is a good point because I I told no, Matt I was like, oh no, I definitely saw it like that. Like that like, huge, just like a huge raid on like the whole home, on the whole city. Like they just like came down and like killed everyone. Yeah. And yeah. In I mean, my mind, it was like they kind of like infiltrated and like worked their way in and like because like I think that was because they spent more time with Dewey and like there was all that build up about like who was the the sussy among the traitor. Foster. Who is the sussy? The I think Baca is actually a word because I remember didn't we read it and there's like. They said like baka, and that's like an actual word in the dune. Like, oh, and I think they said every. Remember, I would send you a snap every time. Yeah, every time they said that. among us. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I think in that scene in the book, they focused more on like Yui and his betrayal that they didn't really talk about the whole like Harkonnen slash already. Yeah, so I didn't really imagine that to be that. Okay, good. Thing. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree with me on that. Yeah, we're like, on the same page, definitely. Because I said told that to Max, and he was like, "Oh no, I definitely like that's what I would imagine." And I was like, "What?" I must have, yeah. I, I thought I was going crazy because I was like, okay. Yeah. I will, I will say at the beginning of the book, I was, um, I was like, I was confused in writing style. I was like, I will say some chapters I would start to fall asleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> because of the writing. Especially the ones where just Jessica and Paul wandering through the yeah. desert. So yeah. I will say at the beginning I, part for, for like a couple chapters, I thought the Harkonnens were still on Arrakis. Uh, until they specified that they were like on a different planet uh-huh but like it's so fine. yeah but like i don't know i was like kind of confused when everybody just started like everything just started exploding i was like oh well we guess we're getting right into it then <laughs> um no no i would go back i mean if you got the chance to go back and read because it's definitely i would recommend i don't know if i'd recommend the book over the movie um okay that's that is a, I haven't finished the book, so I don't like I can't fully give my opinion. But I think, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I like the book though. Like it's it's def, it's it's dry, but it's like interesting. And then yeah. it made it made me appreciate the movie more. But like I don't know if yeah, I've already like, seen the movie. If I'd want to go back to unless you're like really interested, I like I I wouldn't like stop anyone from doing it. But I wouldn't be like uh, oh no, you have to read it. But I would definitely yeah. if you've got if you're interested in seeing it like, and interested in like. And not just a casual viewing. I would definitely recommend like reading the book before if you've got that time and got the opportunity. And if you're, especially if you're and like and reading is just like second nature. Um, otherwise, I think you could definitely get by with like Campbell was saying earlier, like just watching, listening to some like context and all that kind of stuff. But so I mean, like, I would what context do you think? Say to get the best out of it to read the book. So, like, what context do you think people should have before they watch this movie, or like before they watch the next movie, maybe? Um, well, I'd say a good plot in terms of plot. Like I said, like in the book, I, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what happens next for, at all because I'm yeah. I stopped reading at when the movie at the point that the movie ends. Yeah, uh, I think. Um, so. Oh yeah, honestly, oh yeah, that was, that's a good question, Jonathan, and I feel like we should have answered that in the pre-spoiler section because oh, then yeah. like anyone like who is like listening, then they would know what they need to know. So yep. I, I guess we could just answer it now. I mean, it's it's too late, but um, yeah, I think. I mean, 
going in okay maybe is there a way we can like edit this to come at the beginning or no it's probably too I mean, hard people but... i mean they, they're not gonna come to us for help up they won't okay well, i'm just gonna say okay in general like before i think it would have been helpful for someone like going completely in blind just to know like the faction so like obviously there's house atreides and you got paul um so it's nice to know like atreides harkonnens who are like their mortal enemies um and then like the the bene Gesserit, who are kind of like they kind of oversee everything and they're like the secret order of, of women that kind of run the show they're behind the scenes though mm -hmm. um in the book there's all i don't know if you noticed this too connor but like the spacing guild they don't like mention them at all okay. but like the guild um they're these like uh mysterious they, they were human but then they had so much like spice and stuff that they've like mutated and no one knows what they look like but they have like a monopoly on space travel so like the people give them spice and then they like control space travel um but they don't i guess they don't talk about them in the movie at all they might talk about i think they later. mentioned it once Mention yeah i think when they're talking about spice i will say though i think the movie does a good job giving you like the context in a very concise way at the beginning like they talk about spice and they're like yeah spice like is the most important thing and like these people want it and I think the movie actually did a fairly good job giving you context and the rest you kind of have to infer like the Bene Gesserit, you kind of have to infer like they're the secret order of like witches. Um, and then yeah. like, you can kind of assume that Harkonnen and Trades don't like each other. So um, also like the relationship between the emperor and then the Harkonnens is kind of difficult. Like, even for me, like having read the book, I still get kind of confused because like, obviously they're working together, but then at the same time, the Harkonnens are trying to like, um kind of overthrow the emperor so like even though they're like both working against the Atreides, so like that is a little confusing but mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i feel like just if you look up like a basic like i mean in, in, anywhere online i bet you somebody's put together like oh what you need to know before watching oh yeah June. Um, you want to talk about like the specific like characters and like performances and stuff yeah i guess so we can finish it out with that why don't we uh talk about my boy timmy c as <laughs> Paul Atreides. What were you guys' overall Atreides, thoughts on Timmy? What did you say, Campbell? Paul Atreides. Yeah, okay. Atreides nuts. Haha. <laughs> ha. <sighs> <I, laughs> no, no laughs. Okay, what were your thoughts on Timmy C? I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I was have like... Seen, have you seen any of his other movies? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. So like, I didn't really know what to th what to expect out of him, and like, uh -huh. um, and I don't know. Like, I, I he he wasn't when I saw the trailer. I was like, uh, he's not what I imagined like visually. Um, mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, I'm a little skeptical here, but I definitely think he was like, especially with the Gom Jabbar scene, like that was really like showed his range. I think that like proved to me that like, okay, this is gonna be a pretty good performance on his end. Yeah, but, what do you think, Jonathan, uh, about Timmy? Yeah, I saw him in uh, Little Women once before. That's the only movie I've seen him in. Um, but yeah, I also really liked his performance in Little Women, and like you see more of his range here, like with the like the intense pain that he's in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like in Little Women, he's kind of like he's like the cool guy. Yeah, he's like a cool cool kid who like. Uh, all the women like him and <laughs> all the little women like him yes and like he's he does kind of get like heartbroken ones but like that doesn't you see like a different kind of pain in this movie and like 
like his whole scene like with him being a, a freak and stuff oh yeah i thought that was like really yeah convincing i like jumped oh yeah when he like yelled at his mom yeah mm-hmm. i remember that scene from the book they also okay i don't know connor do you remember when you that scene in particular when he's yelling at his mom in the tent he remember he reveals something to her that they that's like seems like it's really important but they don't talk about it in the movie do you think do you remember do you know what i'm talking about he says it uh, i don't know he talks he talks about her like lineage like where she comes from uh... i just don't know if this is spoiler because i don't know if they're going to talk about it in the next movie but like that was clearly like from that scene so they might just not even talk about it so i don't know if it's fine I mean... for me to talk about i'm gonna see if i can find it if you guys have anything else to say about it okay. other i mean Tim, okay, timmy c um yeah, I saw him in, in Little Women and then Lady Bird. He's also in that, which I saw him in. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest criticism or one of the biggest criticisms I've seen is that like Paul's just a boring character. Like, no, you can't really you're not really rooting for him. But again, I think that's that's the point, especially in the book. Like he's not a likable character in the book. He's um, definitely like especially once he like starts kind of in like being in the presence of the spice and then kind of like uh carrying out like his his pro his destiny he becomes kind of more and more like alien and i think timothy did a good job portraying him as such and not making him like like a likable crack joke cracking like happy-go-lucky kid like he's very like stoic um and he's kind of like scared of or unsure about his future so yeah i think overall timothy did a good job and I think I haven't seen the David Lynch version, but Kyle MacLachlan plays Paul in that one. And like Kyle MacLachlan is like, like when I see him, he's just like, like such a good guy. So like it's hard. <laughs> and like Paul's not like a really like pure person, but like Kyle MacLachlan plays like really pure characters, like Dale Cooper. So it would be hard for me to kind of see him as Paul. Like I think Timothy's much more of a Paul than Kyle is, even though I really like Kyle. He just doesn't play like that Paul type. He would play like, um, I don't know, like the, and he just plays like very pure people. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, those are my thoughts on Tim, on Timmy. <laughs> oh yeah, Campbell. So, um, so there's this scene where the guy like, where, with Gurney, where, um, he sings a song to his soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And there's like the whole thing. I guess that's like right after the attack. Yeah, yeah. Again, they leave that out. Like all his singing stuff, they don't really imagine. Dan, how like hesitated Dan, Dan, with, I mean, <laughs> Um. Uh. Rumors? Do you choose now between me and the Fremen? Like, there's this whole thing with between like who's um Tuek. Oh, the scavengers. There's all this stuff with the scavengers and the pirates and all that. But yeah. they don't, again, they, they kind of leave them out too. But they're not too important, I wouldn't say. Um, huh. Yeah, I mean... I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find a scene where... Again, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it if this is like a potential spoiler for the next movie. But like, mm-hmm. if they, but like this scene is very much tied with that. Like, Or this piece of information is very much tied with that scene. So if they leave it out here, I'm not sure if they'll ever bring it up. So like then it'd be fine for me to talk about it. I just don't know. I'm unsure of what what I should do. Yeah. I guess we'll move on. Um, just to play it safe. Um, yeah. 
I'm just interested to see what it was. Yeah, I, I'll tell you later. I just don't want to spoil it for Jonathan if if it turns out to be important. Gotcha. Um, Jessica, uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica. I actually didn't really like her that much. I feel like she did a good job, but it was. I think Jonathan. She was hard to understand, right? Yeah, like it was hard to understand what she was saying at a lot of points. Like she was whispering a ton, and then she exactly. was also kind of like wimpy. Whereas, like in the book, she's very. I'm not. In the movie, she's. I mean, she's just always like. Seems like she's about to cry. Yeah, she but, cries a lot. Yeah, in the movie. but in the books, like she's very like strong. Um, she's very like royal. Um, and she like has a very like, like she has a presence. But like in here in 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 the movie, she doesn't really have much of a presence. So like in when I read the book, I imagine her being like very like, uh, not intimidating, but uh, actually no, yeah, intimidating because she's very powerful and she carries this like gravitas around her. So I was kind of disappointed they kind of portrayed her as being like always on the edge of or on the verge of tears in the movie because that's not really how I visualized her. I, there's, I mean, I'm realizing like there are pages upon pages upon pages of them going through the desert. I didn't realize there was that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they left that out there. That was boring. I mean, it's like a lot of this I don't even remember. I mean, it, gosh, it literally like if the movie had about probably like. 15 minutes of it, it would like at least twice as much in the book. Oh my, I like, oh my gosh. Um, they recast, they changed kinds. Yeah, yeah. That's a, like a significant change, which I, again, doesn't like change anything because I, I mean, it didn't really matter whether, like, I mean, I don't know. It, it didn't really, it, I was fine with it. It didn't hinder anything. Yeah. I will say that kinds in the book was there was definitely especially with the dinner scene there's like a whole thing about like oh who's kind who is kind's loyal to like kind's yeah suspicious like there's with with them yeah honestly they might have actually done less with kind's and again i mean they kind of with most characters in the movie they did less with them in the movie than the book but yeah kind's there was definitely more of like um more like intrigue as to like whose side kind's is on in the book yeah, in the movie, she's, like, a double... She's, like, a triple agent in the movie, right? Because, like, she's supposed to be working with the Harkonnens and, like, acting like she's with the Atreides. Uh-huh. And then she betrays... She's supposed to betray the Atreides, but then she betrays the Harkonnen and, like, yeah. helps Atreides. But um, then, also, this is one thing that confused, because, like, when I read... when you If you read the book, how Kynes dies is that he... um. It's like wandering around the desert and then like without a still suit and then the sun gets too hot and then he kind of collapses and then something like that. And then, but then in the movie, they make it more clear. Like, okay, she's, um, she's like trying to escape and then they shoot her down and then they all get eaten by sandworm. So I don't know. That was, I was just confused. Like why kinds would die like that in the book. But I think I like what they did in the movie. Like it made, it made somewhat more sense. Um, but yeah, I did, I did really like kinds. Um, in in the movie and then um also the heart baron harkonnen uh he's a very big guy (laughs) i think that was a pretty good like pretty accurate like in terms of to the story to the book yeah he because in the book they always talk about how uh how big he is and he always needs his like suspender like flying like suspension system to like carry him around so that was i thought that that was pretty He's pretty menacing. Oh, 
so here I found the part where Kynes dies. Like in the in where Kynes dies, yeah, he's like just wandering around and collapses, and is basically like hallucinating. Yeah, because he's hearing his dad like talking. And, and I am a desert creature. Kynes thought, "You see me, father. I am a desert creature." He felt the bubble lift him, felt it break, and the dust whirlpool engulf him, dragging him down into the cool darkness. For a moment, the sen the sensation of cool moisture were blessed relief. Then, as his planet killed him, it occurred to Kynes that his father and all the other scientists were wrong, that the most distant principles of the universe were accident and error. Even the Hawks could accept these, uh, appreciate these facts. Yeah, so he's kind so of. So he was killed by a worm. Oh, in the book? Yeah, I didn't realize that's what that meant. Oh, maybe he was. Yeah, I thought he just like collapsed in the. Because he got sucked into the, de the sand. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, so. Alright, I guess like overall, so just overall, I guess we'll, we'll try to close, wrap it up. Um, overall thoughts. Pretty, I mean, again, I, I think it was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. But again, I maybe, I guess it biased because I read the book. Yeah. Um, I definitely will say that if you're going to watch, if you've seen it and, um, didn't read the book that's definitely gonna have an impact on you so i mean if you are interested in like getting more context i would definitely like do research or look it up look up just general at least what the houses are and all the that other stuff um or if you have anybody else that's going to uh, watch it make sure that they like have some expectation before they go into it because it's definitely not exactly what you'd expect if you hadn't read the book so your thoughts, Jonathan? So like I thought the highlights of the movie were like the visuals. Yeah. Like pretty much everything was like pretty beautiful. Like the all the scenes in the desert and like the ships look pretty cool, like when they're flying around. Uh another highlight was like Timmy C. His, oh yeah. His very good uh performance. And like I, I know some people thought there was like too many prophecies. Like he was like uh, he's like constantly like just seeing the future yeah um but i i thought that was cool it gave you like it helps like build the theme of like fate and like um changing your own fate uh and then one of the one thing that um is like not as good if you haven't read the book is like it's hard to know what each characters are each of the characters are thinking and like get the yeah. whole like depth of like the political and like social ideas in the film yeah what yeah. else do you guys think um we we did forget i i thought of this at the last moment hans zimmer's score very immersive <laughs> definitely not like his most like his best work or whatever but um definitely fits with the um fits with the movie like it definitely elevates that experience if you're watching in the theater like i thought it was especially like there's a scene where like um they're like landing on the planet and then this guy's playing a bagpipe and then like you hear like this like uh <laughs> this like really loud fanfare so it was just it was pretty epic the score was fitting yeah um, de I, definitely yeah it's, uh it's kind of like the scene where they uh enter wakanda <laughs> yeah the dun, 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 yeah uh what else were you mentioned some other things i'd like oh yeah visuals um yeah, honestly, like, probably one of the best parts of the movie is just, like, watching it, especially if you see an IMAX, like, it's just the grandeur, the scope, the scale is just really cool to see. Um, and it's just part of the, it's part of the experience. Um, uh, and, uh, 
yeah, in terms of the context, yeah, like it's helpful to know like, uh, you know, Iraq is a sort of kind of um, metaphor for the Middle East. Um, and you have like, or not the Middle East, but like spice, I think spice in particular is oil kind of, yeah, synonymous for oil. Um, and you have different houses or different European countries trying to exploit that. And you have the Fremen, um, you know, or these indigenous people, almost like kind of like Lawrence of Arabia, where like, I don't know, you can see kind of like loose connections with like Lawrence of Arabia and that whole story or that move, mm-hmm. that film. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just helpful to know the context and like knowing what characters are, which characters are who and everything. But um, what was that? What else? I had something to say. Oh, yeah. Regarding like the future of this movie, they haven't had, they haven't officially like announced that they're going to make a sequel because they're like waiting to see how this one does. So I feel like my, my enjoyment in like, yeah, my enjoyment of this movie kind of hinges on the fact on like whether or not they make a sequel. Exactly. And this is just going to be kind of like a weird part one, like a never finished unfinished movie that kind of just exists. Yeah. So like my, my overall enjoyment definitely does hinge on whether they do make, they follow it up with a part two. I um, hope they do. I feel like they will. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't. Cause I, I think it's getting majority, like pretty positive reviews and it, it's not like bombing at the box office. Um, yeah. So, but again, like, yeah, again, because it's a part one, I feel like my enjoyment of it kind of hinges like my, my final opinion hinges on whether or not they make a part two. So hopefully mm-hmm. um, they will make a part two. I think, uh, I, I really hope they do. All right. Well, um, if no one else has anything to really like, I guess we can get letter scores. Letter scores, huh? Again, you do that? yeah, because I was I was debating, I was thinking on Letterbox, like, do I rank, uh, do I rate this as like just objectively as I can, like as a film, or do I let like my context and like me reading the book and then like visualizing that on screen do i let that kind of impact what i give it because you can i think you can give it different scores whether you're going on like book adaptation or like movie so i don't know like are we i don't know how i i'd go about doing that like that's tough Mm -hmm. i mean i gave it about i gave it four stars okay the five Okay, yeah, um, I, I think. See, as an adaptation of the book, I I give it like an A plus. Like I, it's obviously it leaves things out, but I think it's it's as faithful as you can get. And I I, don't, I can't see it getting any more like, epic or any more, like grand than actually without was. it being like five hours long. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like for for what it was as an adaptation of the book, I think it was it was almost flawless. Um. Like technically, it's it's really impressive. the The score, the cinematography, the visuals, the acting, like everything's top notch. Again, as a film by itself, like if I hadn't read the book and if I just went into this film kind of blind, I don't know how I'd. I don't think I'd be as positive because again, it's not satisfying. It doesn't give you a satisfying conclusion, um, and it kind of, it it somewhat hinges on the fact it's it's somewhat inaccessible in that, um, it definitely helps to have prior knowledge. So like if you're going this knowing nothing, it, you'd be a, a bit confused. So I don't think I could be I I would not be as overwhelmingly positive if I hadn't read the book and been a fan initially. So that is I my agree. like kind of perspective. 
what is your perspective john or what is what would you kind of rate it or i think i'd also give it like a four out of five um yeah i think i I might like have enjoyed it more if i like read the book um but it's still like a really fun experience like with all the visuals and like the um all the characters were pretty endearing i thought and convincing Mm -hmm. all right well so yeah overall positive like we all definitely um enjoyed it i'm definitely looking forward to having a part two i hope they put that together yeah it looks like it's doing well at the box office it's like 220 million worldwide so far apparently so that's not bad yeah that's not bad at all so yeah, cross our fingers we get a second one. And like I said, if we do a, when we do a part two, I think we'll do like part two as well as the second half of the book plus the David Lynch version and kind of compare the David Lynch version to part one and part two because I think that'll kind of be like a fair thing because part the David Lynch version is definitely like the whole. I don't know how he did he fit the whole book into one movie. Yeah, and it's like a short movie too, or relatively short. Dang, I think. I mean, I wish David Lynch had a cameo in in this new Dune <laughs> oh movie. I think you, that would considering he disowned the first one. I doubt he would be, <laughs> be interested. I know, I know. I read interviews on or Denis Villeneuve. And he was like, he didn't like like. Obviously, he respects David Lynch, but like, he didn't like look to that at all for any sort of like inspiration <laughs> for, for the for the movie. I wonder what David Lynch thought of this if he watched it. I just saw a tweet saying like David Lynch probably doesn't even know that this movie came out. He's like <laughs> looking at weather reports and like smoking cigarettes in Los Angeles. So today in Cal in Los Angeles, <laughs> sunny. Yes. All right. Well, with that said, I'm Connor, and I'm Campbell, and I'm Jonathan, and you just wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Real Real Geeks for the latest news and updates. Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.